0: Welcome back to the No Higher Calling Podcast. Um, This podcast is an overflow of what is going on in my life, what the Lord is teaching me. If you've been around for a while, you'll know that is nothing new. Um, As I'm learning, as I'm growing, as I am doing life, I tend to share that through this outlet. So today's podcast episode is going to be just something very practical that Simeon and I are implementing in our own life. But before I jump into that, I wanted to just um, give a few updates on the home front. So we have been in Australia now for two months. That's hard to believe in some ways. It feels like we've been here forever. And in other ways, time is going so, so quickly. Um, it's just, I can't believe that it is going so fast, but we are absolutely loving life here. Um, if you're not subscribed to the no higher calling YouTube channel, you'll want to do that. We posted a few videos, um, into life here, and we hope to do some more of that as we bring you along and show you, um, into our life in Australia. But we are loving it here. The Lord is blessing so much. We've had such a smooth transition. We still have some mountains that we are asking God to move with some visa paperwork and some different things that are very time sensitive. And we are just trying to trust the Lord in all of that. He's been so faithful to answer very specific prayer requests to this point. And we know that God never changes. And if He's been faithful in the past, He'll be faithful in the future. So we are trusting in Him and asking Him for some big things. Um, But we're excited. We're getting uh, settled, um, really involved in our church. So we actually came in um, being sponsored by an Australian church. So, we are plugged in. We're involved in ministry there. That is where we attend church services. And that will kind of be a phasing out transition as we branch into our church plant. Again, some of those details in that timeline is contingent upon our visa process and how the Lord directs all of that. But um, the city that we feel led to start a church in is called Parramatta, which is kind of on the outskirts of Sydney. It's all the greater Sydney area, um, but that's the specific city. And so, my husband's been going going there once a week, just kind of working downtown, walking around, getting to know people, establishing relationships. And he just designed a flyer. We're going to um, start inviting people to a Bible study at our house on Tuesday nights. And we're just praying in faith, believing that somebody is going to show up. Um, And I told Simeon, if nothing else, you know, me and the kids are practically like a small church. There's so many of us. So anyway, we're excited about that. We would love it if you all would pray for us as we start venturing into that. As far as no higher calling goes, um, we now that we are getting settled a little bit more, we are having some more free time as we are not... Uh any less busy, <laughs> but we are finding some rhythms of home, rhythms of life that are giving us a little more margin. So we are being able to work on a few things. I shared a little bit about this on my Instagram a few days ago, but our current project is the Children of Character Cards. Ladies, I am so excited about this resource and everything that I've put out in the No Higher Calling store has come out of my heart as a mother, as a wife, as somebody who is trying to teach them the next generation, the truth of God's word. Um, it has just come out of my need for a resource. And so Simeon just challenges me to make it. So that's where we're at with these children of character cards. Um, I have four littles, five and under, six and under. Oh my goodness, she's growing up. Four littles, six and under. And so um, you know, we we challenge We're challenged with the same things that every other family that has little kids are. Um, And we're trying to work through choosing wisdom over foolishness, choosing to be uh, selfless instead of selfish, choosing to uh, be bold and courageous and and these different godly character traits. And I really thought, man, it'd be really nice if I had some way to teach my kids these godly character traits with scripture and, and illustrations from the Bible. And so once again, Simeon said, let's do it. So that's what we're doing. We're making the children of character cards. These are an A to Z set of cards that has a character trait for every letter of the alphabet, a corresponding scripture verse to go that you can memorize and emphasize that. On the back, it either will have um, a lesson taught from the Bible or a biblical account of a person who demonstrated that godly character trait. Then we have some uh, vocab, definitions, synonyms, some things like that involved to help you further explain these character traits to your children, and then a little question at the bottom, encouraging them to think through how they can apply that character trait in their day. So we're we're super excited. We're full steam ahead, working on writing this. Um, Sim's doing some of the design for me, helping me with writing a little bit. Then we'll hopefully be branching into more of the design and printing phase in the next few months. I can't make any promises on when that will come out. Um, you know, we're just at the mercy of family and ministry and life but we are very excited as we move forward on this and hopefully make this resource available in the coming months. So um, stay tuned. I'll try to share that on the podcast, but definitely watch my social medias. Um, Instagram tends to be where I share most of that. So if you want to follow me, it's at nohighercalling underscore. You can keep up with all of that. I did want to answer the question that I've gotten several times is now that you're in Australia, um, is your No Higher Calling shop still available in the States? It is all thanks to my dad and my stepmom they took all of our inventory, and they are our stateside shipping partners. So uh, they do all of that. So you can get on my website, nohighercalling.org, and anything there is still available. It will ship to you. Um, if you are in Australia and you're listening, we have not made that available on the website yet, but I do have some inventory with me. So you can always uh, send me a message on social media, email me at nohighercallingpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're in a different country... Um, you're welcome to send me a DM and see what we can work out. And I would love to help you as much as possible. Also, one other thing I wanted to mention, I know I have a lot of ministry wives that listen to the podcast. So whether you're a pastor's wife, youth pastor's wife, assistant pastor's wife, missionary, whatever. Um, I wanted to let you all know that, uh, we are making the head to toe prayer journal available at a 30% off discount. I don't think we've ever discounted, um, that much before. But 30% off if you would like to order 10 or more to give as gifts in your Mother's Day service. Um, So I know Mother's Day is in May, so we still have a little bit of time, but that comes up quickly. And if you're in ministry, you have to plan ahead for all of these things. And I know that a lot of churches uh, try to give a little gift to the moms and grandmas that come to their service. Um, and the Head to Toe Prayer Journal is just a wonderful resource to be able to get into the hands of women. Um, It's not really a trinket that they might just, you know, throw in the trash or collect dust somewhere. So it is a tool that they can use to become a better mother, become a better grandmother and to pray more intentionally for the children that God has put in their lives. So if you're interested in that discount code, um, again, it is 30% off the head to toe prayer journals. We have those available in white, blue, and pink. Now, um, you can just email me at no higher at gmail.com. And I would be happy to send you the discount code for orders of 10 or more. But okay, enough housekeeping. Let's jump into the episode. So today we're talking about quarterly planning. I am a planner by nature, by personality. Planning is just woven into the fiber of Brittany. Um and as I have grown in my marriage and in my motherhood, I've had to realize while planning really is such a helpful part of keeping our home running smoothly. I also have to allow for margin. Um, my plants aren't always going to go like I want them to. Um, our, you know, our daily schedule isn't always going to be in the perfect 30 minute increments. Sickness comes up, life comes up, ministry comes up, different things come up, and I need to be flexible. I need to be fluid. So the Lord is teaching me to find this balance um, between the two. But what I am learning is that it, for me it is helpful to have a plan in place but to hold that loosely to yield that to the lord every day um first of all to include him in my planning asking him what is your priority what should my priority be um in, in every specific area and we're going to talk about some specific areas of life where you might need to plan through um involve him in the planning but then again every day bring that before him these are my plans this is what i feel led that you have for today but if you redirect my day before we even start it, I am humbly submitting that you have authority over my day and help me to have the patience and the grace to roll with what the day brings. Um, and, and like I said, this is an overflow of my life. So I am speaking from the experience of a homeschooling mom that has a, a first grader and a preschooler and a toddler and a baby and a husband that's involved in ministry and transitioning to a new country. Like We hit a lot of different phases of life that could be a little chaotic. I'm speaking from the experience of this isn't something that I have mastered. This is something that I'm working through, bringing that to the Lord and asking him to to help me so that at the end of the day, I can look back. And if I did not tick all the boxes, if I did not accomplish everything that I thought I could or wanted to, that I can find peace, that I don't have that guilt, um, that, hey, Maybe I didn't get all the kitchen prep work uh, done, but the kids were getting along and we had an extra 30 minutes of reading time where we got outside today and took a family walk instead of, you know, knocking off a few cleaning things or whatever. Um, So all that to say, when we talk about planning, there can sometimes be this pressure to like, oh, if if I don't get my plans perfect or beyond that, if I don't enact them perfectly, then then comes the guilt and then comes this feeling of being less than then coming this feeling of well that plan didn't work so i need to find some other perfect plan that is going to just um you know miraculously transform my life and make it be this um well-oiled productive machine that just turns out nothing but profit 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 that's not how life goes um especially in motherhood they, you just you just have to be fluid. So I wanted to say that on the start, in case you come to this and you're like, oh, planning. Here's another area where I'm failing. Um, just just hold it loosely and bring it before the Lord and ask, is there a way that I could um, change or implement some things to help my home? Or you know maybe you're just in a season where you just need grace. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe there's sickness. Maybe there's extra responsibilities. Um, maybe you just had a big move like we did, and you have to put that planning on the back burner and just embrace um, the the moment that you're in and 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 live in that moment. But we, we're coming out a little bit from that early chaos of, of the move, of situating, of getting established in a brand new country with with new things and starting over, really. And we are implementing some things into our home that's helping it run a little smoother. So I wanted to talk to you about quarterly planning. And I've done some other planning episodes, touched on a little bit, I guess menu planning. I kind of talked about meal planning a little bit. Haven't done too many other planning episodes. Um, but, you know, when when you talk about planning, or at least when I come to the idea of planning, I kind of have some some main areas that I plan. You know, we kind of ha- all have our daily rhythms, things that are is just the way our day goes. If you're a working woman, you know, then you have your your career sets up a lot of that schedule for you. Um, if, if you're a stay-at-home mom, then you might find that flying by the seat of your pants is really not helping you or your kids. Um, I did that for a while. We just, uh, especially before my kids were in school and I didn't kind of have that pressure of getting through some of the schoolwork, we just kind of did whatever. And again, different seasons allowed for freedom. Um, but I found that my kids actually thrived so much better, and I did as well when we had a little bit of structure. Now, this isn't a super regimented like from 7:05 to 7:10, you brush your teeth, from 7:10 to 7:15 you get dressed. Not at all. Um, but kind of a rhythm of this is how our day flows, this is when we start, this is uh, you know, what we do for breakfast, this is what we do after breakfast, this is how we transition into the day. And for my family, I have found that it is best for us to just hit it hard and work hard from wake up time until about 30, 45 minutes after lunch. That's kind of where we get the majority of our tasks of the day done. Then we have more of kind of a restful, chill, um, free time afternoon, some quiet time. I did an episode on implementing quiet time into our afternoons. Then usually evenings are for family, for hospitality, for church, things like that. You have your daily planning, daily rhythms. Then you kind of have your weekly planning. And really, my weekly um, just revolves around looking at my calendar, refreshing what is going on in our lives. And one of the best things that Simeon and I did was to share a calendar app because we used to have like a printed calendar where I wouldn't always remember to write down things. And then I had my calendar and he had his calendar and we didn't always share those. Um, so we just use Google calendars and it's linked to one of the email accounts that we both share. So that's helpful that if one of us has something going on, we can quickly pull up that calendar and see what's going on. So in the weekly prep, um, it's, it's mainly just briefly looking at the calendar for the next week, making sure that, All of our ducks are in a row. Um, And then meal planning. I do plan on a weekly basis. um, So that is involved. There's a whole episode on meal planning. I'll link it in the show notes. Then we have our monthly kind of uh, check-in point, Simeon and I do. And this really revolves around finances. So like the last day of the month, first day of a new month, we sit down. We have to keep track of all, all of our budgeting, all of that. Um, and we, so we look at the past month, get all of that, uh, lined up as it should be. And then we plan our budget for the next month. So we kind of do that on a monthly month to month basis. Um, and then we also, uh, usually when we're, doing those finances at the end or beginning of the first month. Um, we kind of look at our hospitality nights. We do hospitality night once a week now that we're getting more settled. I'm so happy to be back to that. So we just chit chat through a little bit. Like what does our calendar look like for the next month? Do we have any big events, anything we need to plan for anything that we need to save for, um, anything that we need to kind of have in our mind that's coming up? Like for example my mother-in-law is going to be coming to stay with us for a few weeks in May. So that's kind of something that's that's on our on our docket, on our agenda, that we're thinking about, okay, we need to plan some things differently so that we have that time free. Um, and then, uh, okay, so I don't think I finished up with hospitality night. So hospitality night, looking ahead at the calendar, talking and praying through who we want to have over um, on those weeks. And then we transition into this quarterly kind of refresh check-in time, which is really what this episode is about. So it took me like a long time to get off the runway, but here we go. Here we are with quarterly planning. So this is something that we have just in the past six, nine months, maybe kind of started implementing and it really came out of my work with no higher calling. I was trying to do it just kind of like a as I go basis or maybe a month in advance. And um, just being a busy wife and being a busy mom, it was not giving me enough prep ahead time to actually get the things accomplished that I was trying to get accomplished. I just felt like I was I can never keep up. Um, so we started really looking at the calendar in three month chunks and it was so helpful For my podcast planning, I actually plan my podcast episodes a quarter in advance. So that helps me so much because I know what is up and coming. Um, You know, when I am doing dishes at night, when I'm in the shower, when I'm out on a walk, whenever I have some time to think, my mind is thinking on those upcoming topics, is praying through, is um, prepping for an interview, uh, things like that. So it it was really becoming very helpful with specifically No Higher Calling. So we're like, why don't we try this in life? So we started just kind of, it's usually is kind of um, just, we make a little date night of it. Um, Right now we don't have a lot of access to babysitters. So sometimes we'll put the kids to bed and grab ice cream and we have a little planning date. Um, But we just look at the next quarter. So usually the quarters will be like January to the end of March. April to the end of June, July to the end of September, October to the end of no uh, end of December. So that's how the calendar year falls with all of the quarters. And we have our yearly goals. Um, we have our big uh, overarching things. Me more so. Simeon's not quite as much of a planner as I am. He's kind of hopped on my train and just rode with it for for my sake. Um, I do more of the yearly planning and goal setting, um, but it has helped even him, I think he would say, to do this quarterly with me and to think things through just in, in our family life. So taking the quarter, it makes it more bite-sized. Instead of looking at a year, which is a lot of time and a lot can change from January to July or January to December. Life ebbs and flows, but I found that a three month chunk of time and still things come up, something can totally derail you. So again, that goes back to the margin and flexibility, but on a general rule, you kind of have an idea of what a three-month time span would look like, what you have going on, um, but it, it is short-term enough that you can break your bigger goals into smaller short-term goals that help you then achieve the long-term goals. And this keeps you motivated because you're actually seeing progress as you move through your goals every quarter. So as you're looking at this, you're less likely to procrastinate because you have you have a shorter, more attainable goal that you're working towards. So, um, some of the benefits of quarterly, quarterly planning is giving you that shorter deadline. There's a little more urgency. For example, the kids of character card cards. Um, we are about to wrap up the month of March and I have a very specific goal that I want to accomplish in that project by the end of March. So that means, I need to get working because I know I only have like a week left. Then looking ahead into the next quarter, we have several other goals that we need to accomplish. You know, step one, two, three, before we actually get to the point where we list that in the shop. And that is something that we are tackling in the next quarter. Um, it also gives you some really focused times to hone in on specific tasks. So um, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but if there's maybe um, a book that you're wanting to read or a skill that you're wanting to to learn about or develop or research or something like that, 90 days is a really good chunk of time to develop. Like, I'm not going to give a whole year to this because you'll probably get burnout or forget or move on. Um, but making that 90 day emphasis, it just feels more attainable to me. Um, and then it also gives you this opportunity to kind of reflect so we tend to look back on the past three months. see What were our goals? Did we hit them? If not, we need to kind of tweak that or bump that over into the next quarter um, and, and to plan that way. And so a tool that somebody had recommended to me that I am using is the um, Goal Planner Power Sheets from Cultivate What Matters, which I believe is now owned by Daily Grace, uh, the Daily Grace Co. So this is a planner's paradise. I mean, it is so, so detailed and I like it. I personally think that it is too much for me if it was a life planner. Um, this is really what I use for my no higher calling planning. Um, so it's a little more work focused for me and my problems with planners is I'm very, very particular and I have yet to find anybody with my exact mindset and my exact uh, things that I'm looking forward to put out a planner. I have all these different ones. I like this of this and I like that of that. Maybe one day I'll write one or at least create my own. Um, but this has been very helpful with planning for no higher calling. And I love that in the planner, it has a quarterly refresh section. So it has um, a page where you just look through, okay, looking back on the past quarter, what am I grateful for? What are my goals that I'm doing well in? What's maybe not working? What are some goals that I did not achieve? Um, what, what did I read? What did I listen to? How did I grow? And then it gives you this kind of, okay, looking forward, What are some things that you want to accomplish? What are some areas that you need to cultivate more? And then you refresh your goals. So that's been a really nice and helpful tool. If you're needing something to help you, uh, a physical thing, you might want to look into that. Um, But I kind of took some of that and tweaked it a little bit for family life. And so this is kind of what Simeon and I just quickly work through as we quarterly plan together. So some different areas that we go through as we think about this. Are um, as follows here. So the first area would be spiritual goals. Um, what maybe over the next three months, if I've wrapped up a Bible study or something specific that I was working through, what do I want to focus on in this next quarter? Um, is there a book of the Bible that I want to spend the next three months tackling? Um, is there some scripture memory goals that I want to set? Some different things like that. Um, some different spiritual things. Um, just working through that individually for my own spiritual growth. but then as a couple, you know even bringing our family into this, spiritually assessing, you know how how are we doing in our, our family worship time? Does anything need to change? Is there something we need to work on the kids with? Just having that more sh- uh, short term kind of reflecting on that together as a couple helps keep us tracking where our family wants to go. Then another area is family. So this could be in your marriage. Is there something that um, we need to work on in our marriage? Is there an area that we're doing well in? Maybe in your parenting. Um, you know, have a little chat. How Work through the kids. How, what is, what's working? What's not working? What do we need to be more focused in prayer on? Um, maybe something they're struggling with, something you're struggling with them. And so that's a really good time to kind of assess those things and talk through them. Um, finances. I mentioned we do that on a monthly basis. Um, But sometimes quarterly is good. Uh, Like I said, for example, when my mother-in-law comes, we know that we're going to be doing a little bit more like recreational fun activities than we would on a normal basis. She's never been to Australia. We want to take her sightseeing. So including that in some of our quarterly talk allows us financially to prepare for that. So it's not like she arrives and we're out of the blue forking out a bunch of money that we have not planned for. So if you have big things like that, a vacation or something like that coming up, it's good to to plan ahead for that, to save ahead for that, um, and not to just go in debt on the credit card and then try to, you know, retrospect, make up um, that income or that, um, you know, financial loss. Another area is health and wellness. Maybe you have health goals. Um, you know, I know since having my last baby, I've had some different uh, things that I've had to work through. I don't know if it's just because I'm thirty now, or because I've had four babies in five years, or what. Um, but I need to be better about eating more nutrient dense foods, uh, drinking more water, taking my supplements. So this is a good time to kind of be like, okay, how's my body doing? How am I? Am I getting outside? Am I getting fresh air? Am I uh, taking my walks? So it's a good time to just stop and pause and and think. And you know, all these areas, some of them may not apply to you at all. Um, hopefully, spiritual, family, financial, and health so far all track with you. And that there may be a season where you just don't have to plan in this area or you maybe you have an area that I haven't mentioned. Um, But these are just some ideas that we are working through. Um, So then you might have home. So are there some home projects that you need to get done. I know hopefully 2020 and COVID caught us up on all of our home projects, uh, but we're now in a new house. And so as you know, we do life, we're finding like, oh, okay, well this needs done or that needs repaired. And sometimes, like I said, those two things take planning, whether it's just finding time to fit it in your schedule or finding how uh, the extra finances to be able to cover some of those home repairs, or maybe you're like us and you're starting over from scratch. And so we've we've gotten the necessities and we've gotten some wants, but I can't just fully decorate my house, you know, boom, right off the the start of of purchasing all new everything. Um, so some of that is in phases, you know, I'm room by room or things like that, trying to tackle through making our house a home. So the home can apply to you however it needs to. Um and then work. I shared a little bit already with Noah Hara Calling and how that works into my quarterly planning. Um, I would assume the majority of you listening are not podcasters, so your work is going to look very different from mine, but you may want to set some quarterly goals in your work. Um, And I know as stay-at-home moms, or homeschooling moms if you have something on the side that you do um whether it's like mine that's really more ministry than a job or even if you have a job it can it can sometimes be a little overwhelming to try to figure out how am I going to fit everything into you know your 12 or 14 hours that you're awake in the day so Trying to, uh, quarterly plan helps you keep those goals more attainable and moving forward. Another one is is learning or skills. Is there something that you want to emphasize in the next 90 days? Um, so right now I am working on trying to find some bread recipes that do not require a ton of time and a ton of work, but that I can keep fresh homemade wholesome bread in our home. We love bread. We eat a lot of it. I was doing a lot of baking in the States, really wanted to jump into sourdough. And we were just, life was too crazy at the time when we were moving. I still want to jump into that. Um, but I'm trying a a few other things first, experimenting a little bit, trying to learn my oven, honestly, and, and how to do things in Celsius. Um, but that, that is something that I'm kind of, tackling right now in my homemaking is bread. And, uh, but maybe it could be, you know, music in the next 90 days. You want to, you know, take a step in your musical abilities. Maybe you already play the piano and you want to learn how to play hymns a little better or whatever. Maybe it's art, maybe it's sports, maybe whatever. Um, but I'm I personally am of the opinion that we should always be learning. We should always be growing. We should always um, be de- developing either the skills we have or adding new skill sets. And it keeps life interesting. It keeps life fun. It keeps it from feeling mundane and boring and like I'm doing the same thing over again. And it challenges your mind. It challenges um, your body and your hands to do something new. So, uh, you know, 90 days is again good um, Sometimes a month isn't long enough and a year might feel very daunting, but a quarter it's more doable. Um, then you might have ministry. And and ministry is not just for those who are called and full-time serving in ministry. Every follower of Jesus Christ should be ministering. Um now that may look different depending on your family and, and your jobs and your careers. Um, but you could be involved in hospitality. Hey, are you gonna have a hospitality night? Are you gonna do one a week, one a month, one a quarter? But put that into your planning. Um, You know, is there a Bible study that you're involved in and you really want to um, be more dedicated over these next couple months to to read a book of the Bible, to study more, to keep up with your Bible study, maybe just start a Bible study. That's what we're about to do. Um, So we're kind of, you know, planning this next quarter of our ministry. And you know, our life is really unique right now in that so much of it is unknown and so much of it is out of our control, not out of God's control, but out of our control. And we are just kind of like, Lord, we're along for the ride. Take us where you want us to go, especially in ministry right now with some of this visa stuff. Um, that we really can't plan much beyond a quarter. And in our, I mean, our quarter may not even go like we think that it will, Um, but we're really spending time praying over these next April, May, June. Lord, what do you have for us? How can we reach out in the community around us? And how can we serve you? Which leads me into another thing: service. Um, I hope that all of you are a member of a good Bible-believing church. Maybe you want to say, "Hey, for the next quarter, our family is going to get involved in in a specific ministry in the church," and maybe that'll go way beyond a quarter. I hope so, because being in church long enough, I think there's always a need in the ministries for more people helping. But um, you know, maybe you just have that season of margin where you could add a little something extra, or you know, uh, for Americans you're starting to come into your warm weather months. So that tends to bring along with it things like uh, neighborhood Bible clubs, um, summer camps, VBS, things that are a quarter that are a little bit different that you could say, hey, maybe for the summer, we're going to get involved in some of these ministries that maybe only last for the quarter, but we are going to invest this next quarter for Christ. Another area is school. So I understand that if you don't homeschool, this may not come into play as much for you. Um, but I try to kind of plan school, not like to the detail, but overarching plan for a quarter. We do unit studies with Gather Round Homeschool. So kind of looking at the next three months, um, what units are we going to be going through? Do I need to get any resources to supplement that? Um, are there any, um, special emphasis that I want to make in our homeschool? Maybe a, Do I want to emphasize music and composers or the classical period of music history? Or do we want to try to bring in some more art and picture studies? Or do we want to try to focus on getting outside more and doing some nature journaling? So I do that a little bit. Um, Then we do a little bit of kind of a quarterly planning for some fun and adventure activities. So we're in a new land that has just an endless list of amazing things to do. So we have this huge long bucket list that we'll eventually work our way through, hopefully. Um, But Monday is our family day, and not every Monday is this wild and crazy, wonderful adventure. Um, Like the other Monday, it was rainy, so we made it our Costco day, and we had family game night. So that was as uh, flashy as our Monday got. Um, But usually that is our day set aside, where if we want to explore one of the local beaches, or go on a hike or, um, you know, find the local museum, Monday is the day that we do that. So I kind of try to get a little bit of an idea, especially if it's going to be something that costs money. I try to get an idea of a quarter, like, okay, these are some things that we want to do. This is where the weather is trajecting over the next couple months. This is where the finances are. And these are some of the, you know, on the long list of the bucket list, I highlight maybe in the next quarter, these are some of the things that we want to get to. And then the last one that I'll mention is reading. I set a yearly reading goal. This year it is 50, um, but I kind of do that by quarters. I do it for multiple reasons. One, Um, I do it for myself just to keep me on track. 50 is a big number, Um, but if you break that down into quarters... It feels much more attainable, twelve or thirteen. Um, so it also it keeps me moving forward. I know if I'm ahead or behind and you know what I need to do to catch up. But I also do it for you all. It's much easier for me to record four podcast episodes talking about what I read in a quarter as opposed to one podcast episode talking about the fifty books that I read in a year. Um, so I try to to keep that updated. But um I've talked a lot about setting reading goals and different things. But maybe for this next quarter you just wanna say, Hey, I wanna read just one book or I wanna read a chapter a day or, you know, I I, maybe I don't know. You can come up with your own. There's endless ways that you can do this. Maybe you want to read a particular genre. I want to read a historical fiction this uh, quarter or something. Um, But this is just a little bit about quarterly planning, how we're implementing it in our life, how it has helped us to stay on track, stay focused. I do have people ask me from time to time, how are you able to accomplish what you accomplish having kids, being a homeschooler, um, having a husband in ministry? And first of all, let me just say that the highlight reel that social media gives is not the full picture. There are days where all the plates that I am spinning crash at my feet. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, there are more days that I end feeling like I failed than feeling like I succeeded. Um, but mercies are new every morning and that gives me strength. I keep quoting the verse to myself over and over. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And uh, whether I'm getting everything accomplished and feel like, you know, Brittany's got this down or whether I feel like, Lord, I'm failing in everything I do. You need to intervene here. Um, His joy is my strength. And I do find strength in that. I find strength to keep going. But I have found just on a very practical level, that implementing some more of this short term planning keeps me tracking, keeps me assessing. Okay, this didn't work. This did work. Um, real quick example here, and then we'll wrap up this episode. But so in our homeschooling, um, I, I one of the beauty. Uh, one of the beautiful things of homeschooling is that you don't have to be super structured. You don't have to say from this time to this time, it's math, from this time to this time, it's science. Um, And and I like that freedom. And I am a very self-motivated person. So for me, I didn't need that time schedule because I knew I need to get this much done and I'm gonna do it quickly and efficiently. And then I know that I have my free time. But I was learning that that was not working for my daughter. Um, It, it just not having more structure to it, it was not working for her. Um, we were actually doing the exact opposite. We were getting much less done than what we should do. So I would really been praying about that. Lord, help me know what to do to get us tracking better, to help us be more time efficient, to help me teach her time management better. And so I really felt like the Lord was impressing my heart to come up with a little more of a schedule. Now again, this this schedule is flexible. Certain days of our lives are are different than other days because of, you know, kids club at church or different things like that. Things crop up and I need to be willing to adapt to that. But for the most part, we shoot to have 3 days of the week that are at home days that are school days um that are not given to many commitments that I can designate to school. And I just created a little rhythm of this is how our day flows. Now again, if we're just having a really, really good morning basket time, more than likely I'm not gonna end it just because our 30 minutes is up. Or, you know, on the opposite, if we are just banging our heads against the wall after 10 minutes of math, you know what, maybe we just need to go ahead and transition to outside time, and then we revisit that math in the afternoon. Um, but having a at least a flow of this happens, then this happens, then this happens, that has helped her immensely to stay on track. And, and I've planned the day to where we have a few, like, sit-down focus things, and then we get a break. And then we have a few sit-down focus things, and then we get a break. So we do our morning breakfast. That's the first thing on our family schedule. They have their little responsibilities in the morning. But we do breakfast as a family and Bible time with Daddy, family worship time. And then usually he's out the door or to work, and um, we transition into cleaning. So we do our Clean Fifteen. Um, did an episode on Sarah uh, with Sarah Boots on that, so I'll link that in the show notes if you want to check that out. But we do our clean 15, then she does her piano, and then she does math, and then we transition into a Bible lesson where all the kids and mommy do that together. So that is, I mean, it's still kind of like school-ish, but it's a break. We get up, we move, we sing, we quote scripture, so it, it's a little more involved than like her really focused piano and math time. Um, then they have outside time. Then we come back, then we do our unit study and we do some reading language work and then we have lunch. Um, So that, that has helped so much to keep that rhythm, to keep that flow in her day, to keep us moving forward. So I, we've just done that for the past couple weeks. So really this next quarter, one of my goals is to really t- to lean into that and to make that become a very natural part of those days that are home. So anyways, that's just a practical example of something that we are trying to do in our life to make things go smoother. And I have found it keeps her from asking like, oh, do I have to do math? Yes, we do it at this time every day. Or she knows, hey, if I do my piano and my math, then we get to do the fun Bible time and Bible lesson, and then it's outside time. You know, instead of just constantly, can I go outside now? Can I go outside now? No, you know that we don't go outside until this point in the day. Um, So that that has helped a lot. But anyway, I'm not really sure exactly how I got off on that rabbit trail. Um, Maybe talking about how planning just helps alleviate some of the, uh, just loose ends and feeling like you're running in 50 different directions. Having a plan, kind of just keeping on track. But anyway, I hope that all this rambling was helpful and succinct and uh, something that you can track with. And um, hopefully it will just help you as you find your rhythm and work through life with your family. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at No underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohirecalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman called you to be. Thanks for listening.